Welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my super fabulous co-host, Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. We're in for another great new week here. We're... Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have Absolutely. a great weekend? I had a fantastic weekend. Like, I, I cannot even explain how good it was. No, I just had a really good time at church, a really great Friday night. Uh, so then church Saturday, um, awesome Saturday night it, where I rested and went to bed early. Oh, usually, that's, that's unusual like, for say, you. That's it? right. Saturday, Saturday <laughs> night for me usually is like going and hanging out with friends or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I, I hung out with friends during the day. Nice. I spent like all day with people. And then the sun went down. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go to my room and just like eat good some night. food. Well, it was also good. Drink a tea, oh. drink a rooibos, and then go to, go to bed. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. And then and then on Sunday, so yeah. yesterday, uh, I met up with my, my good friend. And we he, he's from China. Yeah. We did a Bible study. So I, I do Bible studies with him. And actually, praise God, he made a decision to be baptized. Uh, and he's going to be baptized soon. Oh, praise uh, the Lord. But uh, I then... I give Bible studies. He he's connected with a Christian group in China, and through him, I get to give Bible studies. We do it like over over the internet, Zoom. and you know all the people they they watch it. And we we give Bible studies, and they respond. and And so yesterday, I was teaching on the origin of evil. You know, oh, why does evil exist and where it comes from? That is such a good topic. So that blows people's minds, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so much. A- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And these guys were just like really, because I made it very simple. You know, we looked at the yeah. Bible passages, yeah. but just really getting to the heart of the meaning of what the Bible is saying. You know, Fabulous. all people have had choice. God is yeah. the creator or the originator of evil, but he lets it continue because everyone needs to, you know, make their choice and see the actions and consequences of their choice so they can choose differently when salvation comes. And they were so touched. And I was like, wow, Praise this is amazing. It was such, such a good day. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson this morning. It's a happy Monday morning to you all. We want to shout out a special hello to those that might be listening from Yandina in Queensland mm. on 87.6 FM. Do you know where Yandina is? I hadn't heard I of it. I have no, never yeah. been to Yandina. So, no. Well, we might want to because it's actually been part of the so- Sunshine Coast region. Oh, wow. And I love the Sunshine Coast. My husband and I went there earlier this year mm-hmm. and we went for the first time to the Australia Zoo. If any of our listeners have ever been to the Australia Zoo, give oh. us a text message on 0491 Let us know what you loved about the um, um, Australia Zoo there, of course. Mm. Um, it's just fabulous. We spent the whole day there. But yeah, so Yandina, it's a rural town and it's about an uh, For those living in Sydney, to give you an idea, it's about an hour and 30 minute flight from Sydney up to there. <laughs> hey, yeah, if you want to <laughs> get in, visit Yandina. That's it. So so those that might be listening in today on 87.6, give us a text message on 0491 Let us know what you love about Yandina, how long you've been living there for. Um, yeah, why is it such a nice place to live in? Mm. Um, and it's apparently one of the oldest towns in, in Sunshine Coast too. So absolutely. that's absolutely fantastic. Amazing. But, yeah. But hey, Lawson, it's come time for our first quiz question for the whole week. Yeah. 
Take it away. Here we go. Which major prophet prophesied, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation? Mm. 0491-064-669 is the number two text, if you know the answer to that one. Again, that question was, or that, that quote, which prophet prophesied, with joy ye shall draw water out of the wells of of salvation. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text if you know the answer. And if you know the answer, you go into the draw to win our amazing prizes, prizes. for this week. What are we giving away? That's Gina? right. Two fabulous books. Mm-hmm. One's called Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing. Oh, incredible book. Have you got that book in your library? I do. I-, I do. And I've read it a couple different times because it is, it is like an amazing book. I think the theme we're going for is books that are very good for your devotional Absolutely, life. Absolutely, that's where but I was going. But then also yeah, it's yeah. got awesome sermon illustrations and a- ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, I was actually looking and reading it mm-hmm. over the weekend and I touched on it even last week because mm-hmm. I actually was meant to preach on, on Sabbath, on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately I wasn't well. So thankfully uh, my assistant, my my the main pastor, or should I say, the, the one that I work with together mm-hmm. in Hillview Church, stepped in thankfully, which was really oh, shout lovely. Shout out, Les. Shout out, Les. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Good on you, Les. Um, and so, yeah, I was just... I I guess reading some of this because it is a fabulous book. So it's mm. a, a rich commentary on the greatest sermon ever preached, of wow. course, by the greatest person ever preached, which was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's actually sometimes called the Manifesto of the King or the Magna Carta of the Kingdom. It's essentially a whole lot of teachings that Jesus presented to not just his disciples, to mm. a whole lot of people. In fact, I've been on that mountain oh, that is believed to, on that mount that is believed to be the place where Jesus actually gave this, this sermon. And there's a whole lot of th- thoughts. So that's where you get the beatitude, you know, blessed be the, 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 the um, poor in spirit blessed mm. be the meek, you know, all of those. Um, and so, yeah, and this, this hill actually overlooks um, the Sea of Galilee. So it's just packed with like, like punchy, punchy thoughts is so the way got I would put it. thoughts on the Mount of Blessings, but then we've and got then another one. And then we've book. got another one, uh-huh. which is A Thoughtful Hour Tracing the Final Steps of Jesus by Jerry wow. Thomas. Now, Jerry Thomas is a fabulous writer too. Mm. He's also written some children's storybooks called The Great Stories for Kids. Mm. Um, but he's And he's also written um, the book called The Messiah, which is like a modern-day version of the book Desire of Ages. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's well to spend, for all of us to spend actually a thoughtful, thoughtful hour. Hour yeah. a day. That's why it's called a thoughtful hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's about teaching you to sort of um, go into spending that time with God, you mm. know, reading the Bible and having some prayer time. And so this time it's actually the two books together because they actually complement each other really beautifully. Mm. So, yeah, text us in um, your answer to that question again. Which major prophet prophesied with joy? Shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? Text us in your answers on 0491 Four six six nine. Absolutely. Hey, what's happening in positively different news? Ah, some great news. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. So, a woman has actually received her, the the first womb transplant in the UK. That so, is in so the world, intense. really, that is so like hectic. a womb. Like we've had, like we've heard of, you know, liver transplants. We've heard of heart transplants. Uh-huh. We've heard of bone marrow stuff. Eyes, you know, for years. Hands. Yeah, they're, they're getting pretty good at transplanting things, but they, hey. a womb. 
A womb. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is that her sister is the one that's actually donated the the uterus, so the the womb. And so, of course, you know, that's, of course, the place where the baby develops. So this Mm. this lady has either had a missing or really underdeveloped um, womb. And the reason for that is is that she was born with a condition um, that's referred to MRKH, which is the short term for Mayer... Rokitansky Kuster Hauser. Does that sound German to you? Because it sounds very German Absolutely. to me. Um, but yeah, so Maya uh, Rokitansky Kuster Hauser syndrome, which is a failure of the malarian ducts to develop. And the malarian ducts, of course, um, as the structure that develops into the reproductive mm. tract, you mm, know, mm. so that so that women can have babies. Mm. And so in her case, she had the miss, missing uterus in her case. Some some women that actually have this condition have it just quite underdeveloped and so they can't have babies. But in her case, mm. she actually had it missing. Um, and so, um, yeah, so the thing is that the fallopian tubes where the eggs come out um, was, is developed quite well. In her case, the well was. So, she, so, you know, in the case of people that are having this syndrome, it's possible to have actually healthy ovaries. And so through IVF or through surrogacy, they can actually have a child. And this condition actually impacts about one in 5,000 women, mm. which is, you know, still, you know, fairly high. And, and also, um, so so basically over in the UK, so they actually did the surgery back in February, but they've reported it now because they wanted to see, of course, how it takes mm. over time. And she's also needed to have what's called immunotherapy following mm. following that. So her 40-year-old, so she's 34, 34 years old, mm-hmm. okay, and has been wanting to have a baby. So she's actually been keeping the embryos um, with plans to have IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, didn't have the womb. And so her sister, who's 40, has had two children already, didn't want any more, and decided to donate her womb, which I think is actually absolutely remarkable. And, and also the fact that the surgeons have allowed, you know, cause sometimes like with bone marrow transplants and that they say they don't want a family member to do it because if something happens, yeah. you know, they just like the whole, Issues surrounding that, but in this this case, it's her sister that's donated it, and mm. Professor Smith, who's the consultant gynecology servant, um, surgeon, said about the operation, it's quite remarkable. These are his words: massive success, incredible. And here's what I love too with it. So there's firstly this incredible thing that the sisters donated the womb. Secondly, that this woman's had a whole new womb placed in there. But thirdly, here's the other amazing thing. The surgery cost £25,000, so this is the fourth thing, £25,000 paid by donations from the Womb Transplant UK, which has obviously started some years ago. Mm. Transplant lasts for about five years. So by donations, but here's the thing, 30 staff that were there all round for the whole surgery to happen all volunteered their time. Wow. Isn't that remarkable? That's amazing. I think that's really powerful. Hey, oh, oh, yeah, to to give their time, especially in a in a profession that that costs as much as you know, like medical yeah. stuff, and and so they have donated their time to see this world first happen. Absolutely, they have, and and they're all just overjoyed with the mm. outcome. 
and overjoyed with what they've done. And, mm. I, you know, my mind went to, um, for instance, in First Peter um, chapter 4 in the Bible, it says, each of you should use your gifts to serve others. Mm. And that's what they did. These people who are normally paid for what they were mm. doing in mm. that space volunteered their time for these hours of surgery because they really wanted to that they their heart was for this woman to be mm. able to have a child mm. isn't that just such a beautiful thing i think in every in every possible way absolutely and i i see the the sacrifice of the sister as well yes. like it's yeah a really really incredible situation uh that mm. we we're seeing here and it's awesome that the, I, and what I guess what we're hoping in the future, I hope that a follow-up comes up for this story um, where she gets pregnant and has a baby. That, that would be that would be the ultimate next step. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Uh, Lawson, what's our next quiz question for this week, please? For those who answer can go into the draw, state it or star it as well. Mm. If you want to keep playing, don't put any star next to it. But if you don't, if you want to just play but not go in the draw, mm. just put a star next to it or state that you don't want to go in the draw. Yeah, absolutely. But our next question is, in order to be saved alive in Egypt, God instructed the Israelites to place blood somewhere on their home. Where was it? Where were they instructed to place this blood that would save them? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And you can text us and you can get in for our amazing prize this week. We have a thoughtful hour and also thoughts from the Mount of Blessings. Just incredible devotional Mm. books there. Yeah, well, these fabulous books. Just oh, well, I've fab- read, I've read Thoughts on the Mount of Blessings. Have you read a Thoughtful Hour? No, before? I haven't seen that oh, one before. Actually, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. you know, it covers about the whole story of Jesus um, in each of us, and yeah, just gives these daily devotions and things that you can be doing. So, if you're early in your journey or any partway of through your journey, and you're wanting just to find some some direction on what to do with your devotion life, this is the book to have: A Thoughtful Hour um, and the Thoughts of Mount of Blessings, because Thought of Mount of Blessings. Things have got these little snippets right throughout, but yeah, right through the chapters of um, yeah Matthew five to seven is where we find mm. the the Sermon on the Mount, don't we? Absolutely, and that's like again one of the greatest sermons ever preached. You know, there's, <sighs> there's commentaries on all kinds of books in the Bible and reactions and engagements with different things, and it's like if if anything if anything needs to be you know explained and really dug deeper into, it's the thoughts on the Mount oh, of Blessings. Yes, you know, what what does Jesus mean when he says bless? Blessed are the meek. Like, yeah. what does Jesus mean by Blessed this? Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's so right. They hey, the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. What does mm. he mean? Hey, zero four nine one is zero six four six six nine. And again, that question was: in order to be saved, alive in Egypt, yeah. God instructed Israelites to place blood someplace on their home. Where was it? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Already got correct answers coming through, guys. So Absolutely. Fantastic. Good job. Again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning and I want to talk about a story that I was avoiding for a while because I really wanted to see the outcome of this. I wanted to hear it from all sides, how they felt about this particular situation. Uh, But of course, this morning I will be talking about what happened at the World Cup final. 
uh, uh-huh. between Spain and England, apart from Spain winning and becoming the Women's World Did Cup. Did you watch that winners. game? I watched the game. Mm. It was it was a great game. But I think at the end of the day, Spain just outclassed England. Didn't they? They just played so well. So well. And, of course, it's their life. So I was living in Madrid during the 2014 World Cup. And oh, actually wow. that year, so in 2010, Spain won. In 2014, they were booted out. Uh, during the group stages, so they didn't even oh. qualify for the oh. the knockout tournament, oh, and I've never seen a group of people more depressed. Like just, just absolute dejection in like, their own country. Just so sad. <laughs> uh, like, oh well, because the the World Cup in 2014 was happening. Where was it? Was it because oh, 2010 was in Africa? 2014 was in. Was it Russia? Was it? Oh, okay. So it wasn't I, in their own I, country. It wasn't in their own country. You were in their country. No, it was. Oh, no, no, no. It was Brazil. It was uh-huh. South South America, the 2014 World Cup. And but I was there in in Spain, and they got booted out, and they were just dejected. And but I was also there when Madrid won the Champions League, and the city just went off like it was shut down the next day. So they live and they breathe soccer. Wow. Uh, but the situation has come out of it, kind of you know tainting the World Cup a little bit and mm. giving a different spin on what should be jubilation and joy for the nation it has led to the resignation of some of the highest figures in spanish football yeah wow uh, and this is of course as a result of Babal the kiss uh, <laughs> the kiss the it, famous the, kiss the, the, the infamous the infamous kiss that people have been talking about the reason i didn't comment on it before mm-hmm. is because of international perception and culture versus understanding. Now, this is that culture comes in with this a little bit, doesn't it? Because what Mm. happened was, is they've won the world cup. They've gone up onto the podium, the players and standing on the, on the podium is Luis Rubiales. He's standing there. All the players are coming up and they're about Mm. to lift up the cup and celebrate, you know, that they've won. And he grabbed uh, a player, you know, you know, put his, placed his hands on her head mm. um, her, uh, and her name was Jenny Hermoso and brung her in and kissed her on the cheek and then kissed her on the lips mm. and, you know, then let go of her and celebrated and, you know, fist pumped. Everyone was like super happy and joyous. And it was pretty intense watching and it. she was the only one who did it too. That's but right. But that was enough to get attention that from the it world. Got massive attention. Now, the reason that I didn't want to comment on this initially because is because there was like a bit of an international uproar that was then a national uproar as well. The reason I didn't want to talk about it is because I lived in Spain for a couple of years and kissing people on the cheek is normal. It, Guys mm, to mm. males to females. Like females to males, males to males, females to females. Yeah, hugging you, and kissing is part of their you culture. You greet each other. Yeah, yeah. And I was so, like, wow. perplexed when I got there. Like, I was, like, you know, like, you know, you As kiss Aussies, people. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Especially because when they come over here, they realize quite quickly that we don't do that. But when you go over there, you just get indoctrinated into it. Mm. It's like, oh, that's what you, you had to do. And I remember, actually, uh, there, there, was, there was a girl I kind of had a crush on at, while I was in Spain. And, you know, I saw her. And and it's like, oh, hey, how are you? And then she like kissed me on the cheek, and I was like, ooh, whoa! <laughs> it was like, it was like this whole. I was like, well, but for them, it's just a greeting. Like it's just, right. a, it's just normal thing that everyone yep. does. And and so the reason I didn't want to comment on this is because I think when I saw it, I'm like, ooh, like people from around the world, they're mm. not gonna feel you know, great about that. But then I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe it's okay. But mm. it's come out now. Jenny Hermoso said that she wasn't okay with this. Mm. Uh, so she did not 
consent. And as a result, now, um, both like the, the FIFA Federation, uh, the Federation of International Football, as well as, you know, s- the Spanish government have stepped in to, you know, th- this is a chauvinistic attack and an abusive attack so that really has been the, right. committed by this the, this guy, Luis Rubiales, the president mm. of football in Spain, uh, against Jenny Hermoso. Mm. But then he's claiming the cultural side, and he he's saying no, this this was a you know a cultural consensual mm-hmm. thing. This this had nothing to do with romance. This wasn't an abusive thing. I wasn't being a creep. Da 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 da. And, but, you know, Jenny Hermoso is saying that. It, so so it's, it's such a difficult it situation. Is a di- absolutely, because there is culture coming in a lot in here, isn't mm-hmm. there? But what I'm hearing is that, you know, really the thing is with government and that stepping in and, um, uh, and, and the officials, they're saying, hey, this has been a public thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like in a, you know, out you know, on a, on a, on a, on a game, like, you know, yeah. practice or whatever, yeah. where we're kind of doing that. This is really public. <laughs> this is when they that, won. <laughs> and that there was a degree that you overstepped because That's there's right. also a picture of him actually carrying her then. Mm. And he's got her hand, his hands on her thighs. Yeah. You know, and she's got shorts yeah. on. Yeah. So it's, it, well, this I, is the thing. So this is like, it's a, whoa. it's a difficult thing because. For me, right, in my mm. position, like if I was in his position, would I do that as like a person? And the answer is like, no, I, I actually, I I have sisters and that's never like, you know, it's not like a, oh yeah, I know everything there is to know about consent and treating women well because I have sisters. But it's just something that personally um, I've become very conscious of mm-hmm. is this this kind of this interaction with women and so i mm. for myself personally i have like a pretty strict policies about just even right. touching yeah. also as a christian as a, as a christian i'm like i don't want the appearance of evil to exist mm. you know and so Absolutely. and so like yeah. i am i'm all about the side hugs yep. you know i'm all about those kinds of things oh man i see my sisters i see my mum. i'm Absolutely. like i'm swinging my arms around there i'm giving them a big kiss on the cheek and so yeah, on because yeah, yeah. i love them like yeah, yeah. families like, are different they're thing. my fam yeah, yeah. but That's like right. to to women that i meet and even women who i know quite well like i i i put the line down pretty hard and, and same and it's and for you as well same. And and especially and being married like being in married the, and being, being a pastor. ministry like yeah there's so for us it's like oh this isn't necessarily a problem but then it's like but then we're kind of viewing this situation mm. where it's like i would never do that but is it is it cultural but then it's like mm. no but it is kind of creepy and he shouldn't have done mm. that and so we would love to know what you think zero four nine one zero six four six six nine the ultimate outcome of this is that he has been now suspended for 90 days. He's He is not right. going to step down. Wow. A number of other officials in Spanish football have stepped down. He said he is not. He's been suspended for 90 days. Wow. And we're kind of pending to see what will happen from this. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson, what is our next quiz question for this morning, please? Yeah, our next quiz question. This one's a multiple choice, guys. So get in. You have what? It's basically a one in four chance. Here we go. What were the water pots containing the water? What were the water pots containing the water which Jesus turned to wine normally used for? Mm. So these water pots, what were they normally used for? Was it A, ceremonial washing, B, watering animals, C, collecting rain, or D, 
holding drinking Interesting water. Interesting choices there. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, what were the water pots normally used for that Jesus turned water to wine in? Was it A, ceremonial washing, B, watering animals, C, collecting rain, or D, holding drinking water? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call out prizes for this week thoughts from the amount of blessings and a thoughtful hour as well we want to give these to you absolutely for free so give us a text or yeah just sending just sending you correct answers sending you, you correct know, answers text, we're getting heaps of them coming in homing, already pigeon you know just <laughs> find a way find a way to get it to us that's absolutely right and you won't regret getting the books thoughts from the mount of blessing by lng white and also a thoughtful hour by Jerry D. Thomas. Mm. <clears throat> Both will actually help you have a really good devotional mm. life with Jesus. A devotional life, you know, basically is having that time with God. So zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text in. Hey, um, we've got Pastor uh, Pastor as well as Doctor Paul Rankin because he was Pastor before. Hello, Paul. Are you there? I am here. Thank you very much. It's Anita and Wilson. Ah, welcome on the show, Paul. Dr. Paul Rankin is with us. Dr. Paul Rankin is a retired manager at the Adra Op Shop in Morissette, which is down from Kurumbong, you know, up between Newcastle and Sydney. And, um, Paul, thanks for coming on this show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Before you retired, what were you actually doing? I partly gave it away, but give us a little bit of a snippet of what you were doing before you became, before you retired and became the manager of the Adra Op Shop. Yeah, Tunita, I spent, um, <clears throat> well over 30 years as a Seventh-day Adventist minister, but in the latter, last, latter part of my ministry career, I was involved in, um, health ministry, particularly, um, teaching people um, how to run health programs in the local communities to help people dramatically improve their health and their lifestyle. Wow, fabulous. And, and that was the CHIP program, which is the called CHIP the program com- was, Complete yeah, Health Improvement Program. Regional pro- coordinator for Australasia, Asia and Africa for the CHIP program. Oh, wow, fantastic. And you did a fabulous job in that space. Like you travelled everywhere and you're just so, um, yeah, pumped and living that life of a healthy lifestyle. You live that, which is just so fantastic. So... Uh, love that. Um, and now you're um, manager of the Adra Op Shop. Some of our listeners may not know what Adra is. Can you just give us a bit of an idea of what Adra stands for and yeah. what Adra does? Yeah, Danita, Adra stands for Adventist Development and Relief Agency. Mm-hmm. And it is the um, development and relief arm of the Seventh-day Adventist Church worldwide and has programs in um, about 150 countries all around the world. Um, helping lift people out of poverty, education, working with women's rights. But in Australia, um, as, as, as you said, I manage the Adra Op Shop in Morissette here. Yep. Um, and we're raising money to put back into local community projects here in the South Lakes area. Wow, that's beautiful. And, hey, I've actually been at this op shop. This is like – it's not just any op shop. It is like <laughs> a major, major – Major warehouse size, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's the Myers of op shops, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you recently opened, probably about just over a year ago, didn't you? You did a second extension to it. So it's like two warehouses Correct. joined together. Um, yep. And everything's just so immaculately set up. You've got like the, you know, the clothes section, you've got the pictures section, you've got your furniture, you've got your Christmas decorations and things there. And, um, when I went through it, like I was just amazed, but also the, the pricing 
is just incredibly amazing, like just really, really significantly well-priced. And so you've got a high turnover, haven't you, that is then able to go back into the community to serve people in all sorts of ways. Tell us a bit about how you serve, you and your team that do such a fabulous job, how you serve the community in those ways. Yeah, Danita, obviously we've got to pay our expenses, we've got to pay the rent and we've got to pay all the rest of it, but um, about um, 60% of what we take um, goes back in the local community projects and there's a wide variety of community projects. Um, we have 18 students from Morissette High School that we're um, giving university scholarships to so they can attend university. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. We have five food banks in the local area that we're giving substantial funding to. A number of the food banks pick up food from Sydney and when the North Connect Tunnel went through and they had to pay tolls, it had a significant impact. So we're supporting them with their fuel costs and their talk um, and costs for tolls. Um, when we had the, um, the big floods a couple of years ago up at the Northern Rivers, we were able to make a su- su- substantial donation mm. to that. Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an enormous variety of, of projects that we're supporting. We're actually running training programs to help people get into, young people get into employment. Um, oh, wow. On, on Thursday, um, we actually started a program in conjunction with the local police and citizens youth club doing mm. a boxing program for at-risk kids in the Morrisette area. Oh, wow. And Fabulous. And it's that... exciting to see these kids coming along and yeah, starting to, to see that they don't need to be violent with each other to, to communicate. Mm. Oh, powerful. And mm. what ages are they? Was it boys and girls? And it was like... bo- uh, boys we're targeting at this stage. We right. will be looking at targeting girls later. Mm. And the boys were at the ages fourteen, uh, 13, sorry, through to 18. Mm. And, you know, it's a proven thing, isn't it, with research that, and you having been in the health area as well, it would have, you know, encompassed the mental health as well. And so really, you know, um, our youth that are at risk largely do so well when relationships are built, aren't they? And that's the key thing with all of this is relationships. Yeah. Um, with our customers, I mean, we have customers that come back three or four times a week um, because they just love the atmosphere of the place with our volunteers. Mm. Um We've, we've got 180 active volunteers, but for them, it's a safe place. It's a place where they feel like they're contributing. Right. Um, so, yeah, and all of those ways. The quick key question we ask ourselves at all times in the op shop is, what's the loving thing to do? Ah, mm. oh, um, that's And it's beautiful. really fun to be involved in an organization that's committed to, to doing the loving thing at all at all occasions. Oh, that's beautiful. So really, you know, you're sharing the love of Jesus, that agape love that he speaks of in, you know, the Bible especially, unconditional yes. love and love of the highest order, you know, just connecting with people in every way. And um, mm, I love it. And some of those folk have now also become volunteers at your at the op shop, haven't they? Oh, like, yes. Because they've yeah, yeah. loved the company of your team so much in every aspect. And they love to, they love, they really like to feel that they're making a significant contribution. Yeah. And, it, you know, even after we retire, we're not getting paid income anymore, but we like to feel that we're still worthwhile and giving back. Yeah, powerful. I noticed also, because you sent me a list of some of these things, you've also supported victims of domestic violence. That's correct. Um, you know, you've also, yeah, you've got the YE hub, you know, for homeless. You've actually yep. helped there with shower, toilet and laundry facilities for the homeless. Um, you've also looked at getting, giving some uh, free haircuts to people. Like it's such That's a, what, you're not like kind of limited in one, kind of area or space, are you? You kind of just this broadness that you've get in care packages for homeless people. Um, just just love what you're doing there with the team. And what what do you what do you feel that the the team 
themselves are feeling, uh, other than, sh- you know, they're sharing the love of Jesus onto people, but what are they particularly loving about being volunteers there, do you feel? Oh, look, there's a, there's a number of things they're loving. Um, a, very, a very big factor is that, that they seem to be giving back to the local community and doing something worth, worthwhile in the local community. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that they really enjoy, of course, is the um, social aspect of it, mm-hmm. getting together with a group of um, like-minded people doing something for a common cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, look, we – yeah. Everyone there makes a contribution for the person that sorts the hardware, to the one that sorts that sorts the books out, to the clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, on a on a good Sunday, um, we will sell a, a thousand items of clothing. Wow! Um, and that's got that's all got to be sorted and hung on racks and put out to, and priced and put out. You know, I mean, it's wow. an incredible amount of work. Wow, wow, that's powerful, isn't it? And if you found that, like, you know, because let us know actually when this op shop opened, what got you to do or got the team to get that started? Because I know it's also a branch of, I think it was from the Hillview Adventist Church, you know, kind of branched out. So just give us some of that background and the, and the support that you, you know, received there in that space. And then what you found that COVID impacted people, because I remember you said something that, um, I was just like, you know, are people still really interested in, in massive ways in op shops and like, like more than ever before? So tell us when it started and what in that space you have found. Yeah, look, um, Danuta, the actual op shop started in 2018 and first opened in Tugra, um, a little shop in Tugra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then due to different, uh, different factors, um, it closed down in Tugra and in 2020, um, August 2020, it opened in its current location in Morissette. Right, right in and the peak of COVID. Yeah, right in the peak of COVID, um, we actually closed down for a little while during um, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, because of COVID, we were closed for three months. I took over as manager at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I've been involved direct, directly with the op shop for the um, for two and a half years now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it really is um, about giving back to the local community. And it's really interesting. We have a wide variety of people to come at the op shop. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of young people, a lot of university students now, who are passionate about the mm. environment. Right. Um, and it used to be that the young people wanted to get brand-name clothing. Now, if you can get brand-name clothing that you've got from an op shop that's been recycled, then, you know, there's a real um, recycling element to it. Um, mm. It's a lot of people or a number of people who are finding it financially hard, mm-hmm. but also a lot of people who just like browsing through these shops to see what comes in and mm. see what bargains they can get. Um, there is a wide range of people who really enjoy um, shopping at op shops. Mm. So it's fulfilling, fulfilling the financial needs side for people that, you know, given everything so much more expensive and, um, and for uni students that may be struggling or, you know, high school students and things like that. But at the same time, it's giving that, that beautiful social aspect. Like you say, it's, a, you know, you don't have to just go window shopping. You can actually buy something because you can afford it. <laughs> Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's also very much into that environmental aspect of recycling. Yes. And good for the environment. Yes, great for the environment, isn't it? And then it's the social aspect of meeting other people there. I know when I went there, there was like three or four or five people that I bumped into that I hadn't seen for like for several years and just <laughs> and happen- right. oh, <laughs> happened yeah. to be there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so exciting. And you've got all sorts of things. I mean, I know when I was there too, like you just people coming and going and just not just to buy, but I was just blown away with how many people are dropping off 
things there yes. for you to have, like furn- really good quality furniture, really good quality bikes, um, yep. you know, just a whole range of, like anything and everything that you would need for your family or home is there. Yeah, well, and I mean, we had someone come in yesterday and drop off a morning suit, mm. you know, a penguin suit. Um, yeah, <laughs> just... A penguin suit. That... Is that a wen- onesie? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the range of stuff that, that people donate to the op shop is just amazing. Right. And so the, yeah. the spin-off to that is that really those are actually bringing something in to the op shop to be sold are not just saving the environment, but potentially, you know, helping in all of these other spaces. You know, it's their indirect help to those things that you've sent money towards, like for the, you know, for the flood relief up at Lismore and in the northern areas, for the domestic violence victims, for the, the youth at risk. So those that are dropping things off there are indirectly actually helping in that space well, as well, aren't they? Well, directly, directly, I should say. Yeah. But you know, you know and what look, I mean. Like, you know, yeah, they're, Danuta, they're, they're the first part of the chain. Yeah, and, and Danuta, as I said, uh, our key question is, what's the loving thing to do? And if someone comes into the op shop and they genuinely can't afford the dining room table, they need, we'll give it to them. Wow. Um, you know, if someone is in a domestic site, a domestic violence situation, they need to set up a new house. We'll do whatever we can to make sure they get their house set up. That's um, powerful. It is. It is powerful. Um, and, yeah, to see someone that's had a really rough time and suddenly say, no, 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 that's fine, you can have that, and to see the gratitude is just really satisfying. Yes, mm. yeah. And to see that reflected in their faces, no doubt, because, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's what Jesus, you know, Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. And what your beautiful team is doing, and we want to commend you for it and affirm you for what you're doing there, the great work that you're doing, that, you know, you're being, you're serving the community in every way and you are being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so, uh, yeah, we're just really excited with what you've actually shared in that space. Our time is just running short. Um, but we just want to thank you in every way, um, Paul, you and your team for what you're doing and the tremendous work. And we just want to keep you in our prayers and we want to say, God bless you in everything that you're doing in that space, you and your team and all of the other areas that it's then filtering out to and being the hands of Jesus. So thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.